Coming to theaters January 26th, Left Behind, Rise of the Antichrist. Was it the rapture? Yes, I saw it happen. After millions of people vanish and the world falls into chaos, a charismatic leader rises to become head of the United Nations. How do we know who we can trust? Trust God. Starring Kevin Sorbo, Neil McDonough, and Corbin Burnson. Left Behind, Rise of the Antichrist. This film is not rated but suitable for ages 13 and up in theaters for four days only beginning January 26th. Go to leftbehindmovie.com. From the birthplace of radio's greatest era. Now, from New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Unlike anything else on radio today, it's a front row seat for great information with today's leading experts. The millionaire maker, Hillary Kramer. Travel with a third generation travel icon, Linda Perillo. The Fox News Medical All-Stars featuring Dr. Mark Siegel, Dr. Marty McCary, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, and the OG, Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Legal analysis from former prosecutor and court journalism superstar Imran Ansari and Christine Nicholas. The quintessential heartbeat to New York hospitality. All joining legendary broadcast pro Kevin McCullough on a mission unlike any other. United to bring back New York. Now, live from Studio 111, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, uh, thank you, Lonnie Perkins, and welcome, friends. It's Thursday night. That means it's time to talk legal stuff. And I know that that guy that's on the hour before me uh, thinks he has the best attorney in the country on his show. I, I'm kind of partial to the guy we have. Uh, it happens to be his partner. Imran, I'm sorry. Welcome yeah. back, sir. Good to see you. Thanks for having me, Kevin. Great to be here, as always. Trying not to get you in trouble with the boss. I figured just dissing him on the air would probably help things, right? <laughs> you know it. You know it. You know, so uh, we, we got the, um, the the legal mindset in this whole uh, firm, you know, controlling the airwaves right now. So. That's it. That's it. This, this is the hour we're going to kick butt, though. We're going to kick this butt is, here. I'm telling you, if 970 ever got into any trouble, we are so stocked with uh, with attorneys. I mean, I, I just think we're, we're in really good shape. Um, anyway, let's talk about for half a second because it, it's been bugging the daylights out of me. Um, you, do you remember back it, it, last year we talked about a little thing called a raid on Mar-a-Lago? <laughs> remember, remember that happening in the like dead of the early morning hours, and they for twelve hours they they rummaged through Melania's underwear drawer, and they were looking under they they were actually looking under tires and stuff in the garage there. They didn't find anything in those places because. What they were looking for ended up being in a locked vault in the basement that was guarded by secret, uh, secret uh, security um, and also the, uh, the, the locks that they had put on because the National Archives had asked them to put an extra lock on. Remember that? Remember that little story we had like six months ago? What on earth is going on, Imran? <laughs> we're, we're finding well, classified stuff in people's chimneys now. Yeah, no, I mean, this is sort of the, uh, the era of classified docs being found in in all these uh, executive branch officials' uh, offices. Now we're dealing with Biden, right? And there's, they're, they're diving into this investigation, gearing up for it. There has been some blowback and some criticism. You know, for example, uh, James Comer, um, you know, was saying that the National Archives basically blew off his request for information relating to that mishandling by President Biden of classified documents. So, you know, you got to keep the integrity of this investigation intact. You got to make sure that there's no, uh, you know, there's no imbalance here. And I think that it's going to be on the job, on the shoulders of the DOJ to make sure that the 
trust of the American public is intact in this investigation and that everything is being done to make sure uh, that, you know, what happened, get to the bottom of this, why those documents were in the possession of of President Biden. Of course, now we hear about Pence. And, you know, it's like, uh, I I said this on a prior show, Kevin, you have this picture, this, at least I get this picture in the head of these guys leaving their office, sort of stuffing their briefcase, perhaps with no nefarious intent, but, uh, you know, maybe taking home some work, but, you know, you can't do that. And now you have all these eyes on on all these, you know, how did these documents get where they were? Well, I think a couple of things are going on here, and I don't know that all of them are as necessarily innocent as, as they look. But let me let me give a couple of theories and you tell me what you think, because you're you're the you're the by the book guy and I'm the I'm the speculative type. Um, I think, number one, that. There are a lot of people in the administration, uh, in administration after administration, uh, because I've talked to people from the archives, going back to like Nixon, everybody, every president in my lifetime, they've had an argument with the archives over what they could keep and what they couldn't and going back and forth. And every one of them have taken things that the archives asked for back and said, well, maybe and they come up, they always come up with some sort of arrangement and it works out for everybody. That's, that's one thing. The other thing is, I really wonder if uh, if if some of this and it's just it's just my conspiracy theory hat. I just wonder how much of this is really a setup to kind of make Biden look even older and more, uh, you know, bat crazy than he is. And, and it's time to get the, the, you know, old senile man out of office. I wonder and, that, and not from Republicans. I mean, from from his side. Because they're eyeing a presidential election in a couple of years, and they don't think that this guy's going to do very well, uh, you know, running two two years older than he is now, and and trying to keep up with a really harsh campaign. And this might be just the easiest, quickest way to just you know bloody him up good. And maybe he decides not to run, so he he makes that announcement, and then you know Gavin Newsom can come in and, and do his thing from California. Maybe name AOC as his running mate. Who knows? Uh, but is this is there more here than meets the eye? Because I'm just getting the idea that we've had a lot of administrations have some classified documents here and there. It doesn't seem to be something that's all that unique, certainly not to Donald Trump, though we were told the world was going to stop because of it. And now it seems like uh, it's a kind of a common thing. Yeah, no, I mean, you see this all. Also, there could be a level of where these uh, officials are looking and who knows if there's going to be further people coming out and saying, listen, I have these documents and I want to give them and return them to the National Archives, et cetera, that people are now looking to, to see what they have and they don't have and try to be proactive in returning them, so to say. Yeah, no, I think that would be a good idea. I also think yeah. that, the, that the independent council plays a funny role because you're not going to get to really ask the administration anything about it. Because what they're going to say for the next six months minimum is, well, we can't talk about it because we, we don't want to mess up with the integrity of the investigation, right? That's that's going to be the standard quote from Corinne Jean-Pierre at the White House for the next six months when anybody says the word document. Yeah, no, I th- well, listen, I think there are, everyone is sort of tiptoeing around this. Um, you have the players coming through. Uh, and being named in terms of what's going on with the investigation, DOJ. You have Robert Hur, who's going to be the special counsel for DOJ. Uh, and, you know, he is um, a, a Trump 
nominated U.S. attorney, right, for, for, for Maryland. He resigned in 2021, I believe. Uh, so, you know, that, that is the attempt here to show that there is someone who is going to be uh, ideally impartial and an objective uh, and not partisan in diving into this investigation and that, you know, the, the American public could be assured that it's not going to be a cover up or if no one's going to get treated lightly and differently than, say, uh, people before them, i.e. Donald Trump. Uh, but it remains to be seen. The special investigation is going to go in. I'm very curious to know exactly uh, the extent of documents that were in his possession. Yeah. Well, and it seems like they haven't stopped finding them. So who knows? check in the freezer behind the frozen chicken fillets. Uh, you know, it might be there. Uh, who knows? Uh, anyway, you know, the other thing that's going on in Washington right now that has some legality to it is uh, Kevin McCarthy kicking off uh, Adam Schiff and Eric Swalwell uh, from the intelligence committees uh, uh, because he said Adam Schiff regularly knew that facts were different than what he was saying and he would go out and just basically tell lies to the press and that seems to all have been justified like that's all been kind of verified now um and swalwell was sweeping sleeping with chinese spies i mean yeah uh i i don't think that you should have an automatic right to just serve on the intelligence committee uh just because you've put in your time and you've been there like i still think you should have a certain modicum of behavior that's expected of you and i would say that if it was a republican or a democrat involved yeah no there's issues here and i think it wasn't a surprise that when mccarthy uh took over the role speaker he was going to you know make some moves in terms of the committees uh and some people were going to get booted off and you know newly people would be named um to those committees and i think the names that you have here you have right you have Schiff, swalwell those are two names that uh, if you were going to be reading the tea leaves previously, um, the, that they would be on the chopping block once there was a you know a change of regime, uh, if you if, so to say at the at the speaker level. So it's no well, surprise. It's interesting and, how Adam yeah. Schiff responded to it because he's like, yeah, so what? I'm going to run for senator. <laughs> so we'll see if he's the next senator from the uh, state of California. But that's that's all to come later. Right now, we're going to talk legal stuff, and we've got a wide variety of things to get to. Don't go anywhere. Listen to AM 970, The Answer, on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey.com. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate. If only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10, our very own Dottie Herman, vice chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet, you need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Dottie and her team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there is no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. Why? Because she is the best. Period. <laughs> so tune in, Eye on Real Estate, Saturdays at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. That's Eye on Real Estate, Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock on AM 970, The Answer. All right, Happy New Year, and just like we did in 2022, in 2023, you're going to get to ask real questions and get real answers from one Mike Connors of Connors & Sullivan. And Mike, we start the new year with Tom from Brooklyn. He said, I inherited my uncle's house. Now, what do I do, Mike Connors? 
Well, you know, Tom, the, the answer's up to you. Obviously, you inherited the house. You can do one of two things. You can sell it or keep it. Uh, if you keep it, you can rent it out. And if assuming you inherited it and it was done the right way, you can basically rent out that property probably for about 20 years tax-free. And that's usually, I'm simplifying it, but that's usually the way it goes. Or if you sell the house, capital gains are wiped out by death if the inheritance was done right. And then you can sell the house tax-free. So congratulations, good luck, and do what you want to do. That seems pretty simple, but I know that uh, some of you have um, much more difficult questions, and you should send them to Mike because he's going to be answering them not only here with Kevin McCullough but also on his own broadcasts every weekend, 8 a.m. on Saturdays on AM 570 and 102.3 FM, The Mission, and also on Sunday mornings at 11 o'clock on AM 970, The Answer. You send those questions to askmikeconnors at gmail.com, askmikeconnors at gmail.com. And then if you have uh, personal questions that you need, you know, substantive uh, response to and you need a team to help really sort through your end of life planning, call the number and get an appointment. 718-238-6500. The McCulloughs had all of our end of life planning done with Connors and Sullivan. And I will tell you, you are in perfect hands. They have five convenient locations throughout the tri-state. And it's your your best bet is to uh, call them today and ask uh, for an appointment, 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. Mike Connors, with that note, Happy New Year, and thanks so much. Happy New Year. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Call in to the Joe Piscopo Show and let your voice be heard. Hey, let me go to Tom and Boca Raton. Your show is, in my opinion, the great American story Joe Piscopo's father, the family, Al, everybody in your show, you guys put together a team. I love your show. Everybody's beautiful. We're very fortunate to have a great American story, Joe Piscopo. Joe Piscopo, weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on AM 970, The Answer. The Eric Metaxas Show, tonight at 11 on AM 970, The Answer. And now, from New York, back to Radio Night Live, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. It's Legal Night. He's Imran. I'm sorry, the man strapped with half the legal code tied behind his back. Uh, And that's just for the case he's working after he gets off the air tonight. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Imran, good to have you. And, um, you know, there's a story here making uh, headlines locally that is kind of interesting a cop is suing, uh, taking legal action to overturn 40 days of lost pay because the officer, I believe it is a female, uh, put a a pro-Trump patch uh, on her uniform while she was wearing it while on duty. Um, and I'm just curious, give us some of the details and what's going down here, but um, uh, I, I'm not sure quite how I feel about this. Yeah, so Kevin, you know, there there is legal action right now at play with this police officer, Dana Martillo. Uh, she's a sergeant with the NYPD. Um, and, you know, there essentially there was a uh, she wore a Trump make enforcement great again patch. Right. So just showing uh, a support uh, vis-a-vis the Trump brand or name um, for law enforcement. And, you know, listen, I have no problem uh, with anyone. Uh, having a political belief that they hold dear to themselves. That's our right. That is the essence of our country, to 
uh, allow people to have their political or religious beliefs, what have you. Um, and, but I feel, you know, that the NYPD and this policy of officers being apolitical, uh, at least in terms of their uniform and what the public sees, I agree with this um, because you want to have support for law enforcement. You want to have law enforcement have this air of neutrality. Uh, and so the public has trust uh, in law enforcement and police officers. And I think it is good policy uh, that you don't necessarily uh, allow a police officer to wear their politics on their, their sleeve, so to say. So I agree with this. Like, listen, she lost work. She was suspended. Uh, for 10 days, she lost 30 vacation days, et cetera, because of uh, a violation of that policy. And I get that, that, you know, that may see, be, seem unfair. But if you know about the policy, then just respect it. You have such a immense duty uh, as a member of the NYPD, as a member of law enforcement to the public. Uh, that is, to me, this is my opinion, it's not your, uh, it's not a political platform. You could do that when right. you have the uniform off, Right. Um, just because of the great responsibility and the need to have the public trust, uh, you sort of need to be objective and be apolitical to do that in many ways. Um, you know, so keep the patch on your, your jacket, you know, your, what you're wearing out of the precinct. Uh, but don't do it when, when you have the uniform on. That's my take. Well, and I, and I agree with you. And I'm just curious, uh, because if she's going to claim that the investigation was biased and so forth, is it possible that the uh, department has allowed other people to have statement patches on their uniform? And if they have, and they're preventing her from having hers, that's where I would say bias is proven. And you can say, well, there's a double standard at work here. Even then, I feel like that the relief is causing the other people, having the other people take their patches off too. Like, so even if there is a double standard, I still think, back to your point, the ideal is that you have, um, when it comes to the countenance of the law, that you have a non-partisan, non-influenced, um, you know, person doing doing the job kind of passion, uh, uh, kind of uh, biasedly as possible, because you're, you're supposed to be immune to anything other than just what the facts are. Yeah, no, listen, I'm, I'm, this rule... Uh, needs to be uh, applied even-handedly. You know, there there shouldn't be any breaks for, let's just say, uh, uh, a pin. You know, for some sort of democratic cause or uh, or a BLM pin. You know, I mean, like nothing like that should yeah. be uh, on a uniform. A uniform should be the only patches you should have on a on a police uniform uh, in New York is your NYPD badge and and whatever uh, you know identifying information that you're going to have on there. There shouldn't be any politics on it. There shouldn't be anything of a personal nature on it because it goes against what you're really supposed to be uh, portraying to the public as being, you know, protecting and serving the community, community, no matter what your political beliefs are. So, yeah, I would say it, it would be a problem. And maybe there would be a little merit to her to her lawsuit if, in fact, she's pointing to other incidents where people had other uh, political pins or what have you, and it may be not a Donald Trump-related pin, and they were allowed to do so. Then that's a problem. That's where there is inequality, and it could be a, an issue with the workplace if she's somehow being signaled out. Well, and that's and that's the thing. I mean, she she was asked by the judge directly if he thought 
or if she thought um, that her actions were inappropriate. She said, I looked at him and I said, I don't think they were inappropriate. He asked me to elaborate. And I explained if it was an American flag, a Dominican flag, an LGBT patch, no one would have cared or said anything. I believe it left him speechless. I would be interested to know if an LGBT patch would would be allowed to uh, be on the uniform. Because if if they allow that, and I don't I don't buy the thing about letting an American flag. You're you're an American yeah. law enforcement officer. That kind of goes. But other nations' flags, certainly if it's a Dominican flag or a Cuban flag or a Mexican flag or anything else, I would say that that has to go, too. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, of course, yeah, I agree with you on the American flag thing. I think her mentioning that, that was a little, uh, that was a little ridiculous, you know what I mean? Uh, but, uh, yes, a Dominican flag, uh, LGBT patch, anything sort of which is not likely in the code book there in NYPD, what's permissible or, uh, or part of the uniform, then I, I think it shouldn't be on the uniform. No one should be allowed to uh, to wear that. It shouldn't be... You know, you have your public trust, you're a public servant, um, you're, you're essentially filling a, a specific role. You have to have the trust of the public. And, you know, people are very, you know, people have beliefs. And if it's one way or the other, uh, if you are in this special role, right, in this particular role, and you are on duty, you are on the clock, you are, uh, you know, out there policing, then you know what? Keep your uniform uh, intact as it is. Don't add the flare. Well, and she tried to draw the comparison between when Terrence Monaghan um, knelt at a Black Lives Matter protest and then she said that she also thought that at Mayor de Blasio's instructions that other high-ranking officers did the same thing. Um, she said that's that's okay, but God forbid somebody wears something that's even related to Donald Trump and they crucify you. I'm not sure that those are comparable. And I would say that what we knew about even BLM then and now, you know, all, all things come into consideration. You kind of get wiser as you grow older. Um, but a police chief, you know, being at a, at, a, at a ceremony like that, that's not the same as wearing a patch. I mean, police officers are at everything. They go to everything all over the place. Yeah, and listen, um, I, I know Terrence Monahan. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. I'm going to just say that right now. Um, you, you know, I've, I've socialized with him. He's a, he's a, yeah, he's we've friend. had him on you this know, show. He's a great guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but I, I there's, there, you know, we've heard explanations about that. First of all, I, I do agree that no one should be pressured to, uh, if it's a politicized sort of act or things like that, um, members of law enforcement shouldn't be pressured by anyone, whether it be you know Mayor de Blasio or anyone, uh, to do something you know which is they may not want to do or etc. Um, but you know with that, I think there there is a an explanation. I think they were trying to gain the trust of the people there, just in a very heated climate, but you know or uh, or situation. Um, but I think they're they're different. They're apples and oranges. It was an act, right? Like it was a single sort of act. But this is yeah. something that. Carrying around on your yeah, your, and it's your, on your uniform all the time. Right, it's totally different. All right, coming right back. We got more fun stuff to talk about. Don't go away. Sponsored by Pfizer. This winter, there are new COVID nineteen booster shots designed to help protect against recent Omicron variants. If it's been at least two months since your primary series or original booster, schedule your updated COVID nineteen booster dose at vaccines.gov. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. Take it from Charlie Kirk. As I read this New York Times article, so I read the New York Times so you don't have to. Salem Media Group reaches more people than they realize. This is my favorite line of the whole thing. 
Their hosts are big names, and they have huge reach, which makes them one of the most powerful forces in conservative media. Step into our big names to help grow your business. To find out more about it, reach out to our general sales manager, Laura Schaefer, by calling 212-857-9639. Ready to start a business in New Jersey? The state's New Jersey Business Action Center is here to guide you through the process. Call us at 1-800-JERSEY-7. That's 1-800-JERSEY-7. This message sponsored by the New Jersey Business Action Center, the New Jersey Broadcasters Association, and this station. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. You know when you start up a motorcycle and you hear it go, when it takes off. I was losing that. I was losing my energy, like everybody does as they grow older. And I don't want to be tired. I don't want to look tired, and I don't want to be tired. I started using Balance of Nature about a year and a half ago. Noticed the results immediately. And I went, oh, my gosh, this works. This is what I've been missing all my life. (laughs) I'm loving life actually more than I ever, ever have. I missed my vava voom. I got it back. Experience the balance of nature difference for yourself. See why Kathy Lee Gifford and thousands of others have had life-changing success with balance of nature. Take advantage of our New Year's offer while you still can. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com. That's 1-800-246-8751 and get $25 off plus a free fiber and spice when you use discount code KLG. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate? If only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10 a.m., our very own Dottie Herman, vice chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters of real estate. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet. You need to listen to Ion Real Estate. Dottie and her terrific team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there's no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. She's a legend. She's the best, period. Tune in to Ion Real Estate, Saturdays at 10 a.m. here on AM 970, The Answer. That's I on Real Estate. Don't miss it. Saturdays at 10 a.m. here on AM 970, The Answer. The only station in New York that doesn't hold back. AM 970, The Answer. Back to Kevin McCullough and Radio Night Live from New York. All right, in the era of cancel culture... I am very, very happy to announce that this coming Saturday night, um, my show did not get canceled, and I have episode two of That Kevin Show coming up. So join us at 9 o'clock, because I don't want to get canceled, and uh, evidently the ratings were good enough (laughs) on week one that they said, okay, Kev, we we give you one more. You get one more. Do not let let us down. So we'll see. uh, Coming up, uh, Rick Leventhal, Monica Crowley, uh, comedian Maureen Langan, and music artist Torin Wells will be with us on the Saturday night version of That Kevin Show coming your way this Saturday evening at 9 p.m. on the Salem News Channel. All right, back to legal night. He's Imran. I'm Kevin. And speaking of cancel culture, Imran, that's kind of like the new thing. Harvard Law is dealing with some historical... Uh, not-so-nice realities? What's going on? Yeah, so Harvard Law has a, a pretty deep history uh, with with slavery. And, you know, listen, 
slavery is a horrible thing. It's a horrible thing, but it was a, a reality in our country at one point. And, and the history of, of the nation is, is in many ways tied to that uh, era of slavery. And uh, Harvard Law apparently is no different. Uh, and there's been a disclosure earlier, uh, I believe, in, or in 2022, there was a report where Harvard um, disclosed its ties with slavery, including, you know, donations uh, that were, were, were uh, had its genesis with slaveholder Isaac Royale Jr. Uh, and, you know, that donation from that individual back in the day uh, went to finding that law school. So there's been this sort of a reckoning with itself at Harvard uh, and its roots and the, the, uh, the ties that some of the past president, et cetera, had to slavery. Um, and now they're partnering uh, with a plantation which focuses on uh, a museum. It's a museum, but it was a plantation which focuses on the history of slavery. So I think Harvard is trying to reconcile it, itself with the, uh, the, the roots, uh, both of its, you know, financially uh, and also historically with, with people who were involved with slavery. But see, here's, here's where we get into this, like, royal mess, no pun intended. Um, Harvard was a university that was in existence at that time, as you, as you mentioned. Uh, it was in a part of the country where, evidently, it still was legal, though the North would become, you know, the most abolitionist portion of the country earliest. Um, and this dude gave a donation. How do you go back and determine the degree of wrongs committed? And how do you make good for that? I mean, there were, at the time, there were slave owners who were heinous and raped their slaves and beat their slaves and treated them as dogs or lower. And there were others who, <clears throat> while not giving them full, you know, decision-making authority over their own person, treated them with much different respect as human beings and did not treat them in those same heinous ways. Slavery itself was a concept at that time around the world that was largely practiced and even not just in European circles but in the Middle East and on the African continent and so forth you had slaves I mean I've spent a good chunk of the last year helping free Sudan slaves that are still in slavery in northern Sudan right now that were taken as victims of the civil war there. So how do, Imran, from a legal justification uh, standpoint, how do you go back and say, this person was wrong, so in order to make that perfect, we go and we punish this person or this institution or we take money away from these people now, and that will, that will make justice in the long haul? How does that work? Well, you know, retroactively sort of uh, trying to reinvent history and, and rewrite it and criticize uh, people who, who were really just um, doing the norm at that time, I don't think it's effective, right? We could look back and have some, you know, be critical of, of what was uh, in place at that time. And, and we should be. That, and we right, should talk about it and teach future generations not to do it. Yes. You know, and, and recognize it was a, a, a heinous uh, institution uh, and it was, you know, it was, it, but we've evolved since then and we've changed since then. And looking back and, and, and you got to really, when you criticize and like what's going on now and, you know, try to rewrite history or you, you can't do it, you know, you could be critical of it, but I think it's counterproductive to then try to erase history, right? You should learn 
from history. So you could be critical of it, teach future generations that this was a part, uh, a, a, you know, a time in history that should not be repeated, um, you know, whether, yeah, of course, in this country or elsewhere, like you're saying in the Sudan. Um, but that, but I think it's counterproductive to try to erase history, to try to say, yeah. tear down yeah. a Columbus statue. So, you know, these these are the things where um, rather than learning and, and from history or or building on it, uh, we're doing ourselves a disservice by not recognizing the realities of our history. Yeah, no, I agree. In fact, uh, the only people that are doomed to repeat history are the ones who forget it. All right, coming right back, we've got some sinful stories to talk about next. Don't go away. Did you know the human body does not make its own vitamin C? Taking vitamin C is one of the best things you can do for your health, and aqua powders is the best way to get vitamin C. Aqua powders vitamin C is delicious when added to water and provides you with 2,000 milligrams of vitamin C to boost your immune system and increase your energy. Transform your water into wellness with Aqua Powders Vitamin C, available at Amazon. That's Aqua Powders with a Z, available at Amazon. MyPillow is having their biggest bed sheet sale ever. The MyPillow Percale sheets are available in a variety of colors and all sizes. Now on sale, for example, the queen size, regular price $89.98, now only $39.98 with your promo code. Order now, as there is a very limited supply. The MyPillow Percale sheets are brilliant breathable and have a cool crisp feel they have deep pockets to fit over any mattress the my pillow percale sheets come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee go to mypillow.com click on the radio listener square use promo code am970 to receive the my pillow percale sheets for as low as 29.98 order now because when they're gone they're gone go to mypillow.com or call 800-651-0798 use the promo code am M970. That's 800-651-0798. 800-651-0798. Use the promo code AM970. Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're looking outside of big corporate control. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something worth watching. The new Salem News Channel. Straightforward, unfiltered, in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. SNC is home to Dennis Prager. Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Watch anytime on any screen, free 24-7. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Call in to the Joe Piscopo Show and let your voice be heard. Hey, let me go to Tom and Boca or Tom. Your show is, in my opinion, the great American story Joe Piscopo's father, the family, Al, everybody in your show, you guys put together a team. I love your show. Everybody's beautiful. We're very fortunate to have a great American story, Joe Piscopo. Joe Piscopo, weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on AM 970, The Answer. Hi, this is Judge Kamins, a partner at Idala Bertuna and Kamins, and where Arthur Idala of the Arthur Idala Power Hour works at his 24-7 day job. In 2014, I retired from the bench to join ABK, which is a full-service preeminent boutique firm that has been helping New Yorkers when legal problems arise. ABK is uniquely qualified to assist New Yorkers who have a wide range of legal problems, from personal injury claims and civil litigation to criminal defense and trusts and estates. 
I personally work on appellate matters, attorney disciplinary matters, and complex legal issues with a dedicated group of attorneys who provide a team approach to each case. There is no legal problem too big or small for this talented and hardworking legal team. So when you think of the Idala Power Hour, also keep in mind ABK, the power legal firm. Listen to us anywhere. TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio.com. Get the app at am97theanswer.com. What a little moonlight can do. It's Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin McCullough. All right. uh, Just about the time Imran and I are done, um, I would love to have, you know, a two fingers width uh, pour of some something big and brown and uh, maybe have a a nice block of ice in it. Maybe not. Um, I'm not much into the fireball stuff that tastes like, uh, you know, spring break candy. But some people like that. Um, but whiskey is making news, and uh, I, we need to know what's uh, going on there, Imran. Uh, evidently, the Fireball Whiskey Group are in trouble. Why? Yeah, so there is a lawsuit that has been filed by a certain plaintiff by the name of Anna Marquez and also expanding into a class action against Sazerac, which is the, the company, the liquor company, which is behind Fireball. Uh, you know, that is that cinnamon flavor stuff, which a lot of frat boys like to uh, knock back. <laughs> I don't think I've had it for a while. Uh, but, you know, Fireball whiskey uh, is a thing. It's an actual whiskey. But then now there is a new product by Fireball, uh, which is just called Fireball Cinnamon. And this is a different product. You can find it uh, in you know convenience stores, gas stations, unlike the whiskey product, which needs to be sold in a place with a liquor license. So anyways, they have this new rebranded product, which is actual a malt-based beverage with a drop of whiskey flavor. So this plaintiff has decided to sue Sazerac because they're saying that they are deceptively uh, marketing this product uh, as a whiskey product when actually it's just whiskey flavored. Kevin, I think this lawsuit is ridiculous. Ridiculous. And I think it it is the uh, sort of example of where uh, there's a litigious sort of culture and it's a, a frivolous lawsuit. Now, here's where I think, uh, it, where I do agree with labeling. There's a certain statutory requisite for companies, you know, food and beverage, to uh, adequately and accurately label the contents of uh, the product, right? You know, because you don't want anyone with an allergy inadvertently taking or ingesting something that will cause them harm. You don't want anyone, you know, who, who has a certain sensitivity, et cetera. And you want to know what's in the product. Well, here it does say whiskey flavoring. It doesn't say whiskey. Um, but what is the damages here? What happened to Anna Marquez or any people uh, part of this class action? You know, what did that was their hangover worse? I don't know. You know, what is the basis of this lawsuit? What are the damages? I think it's sort of ridiculous uh, to bring it personally. Um, but that's what we're dealing with here. But I don't think they're going to be able to show the harm, right? If this yeah. ever goes before a jury, I think a jury is going to look at it and say, all right, what was the problem here? I know the alcohol content is actually less than the real whiskey product. Um, so it's not like a, a situation where someone could inadvertently get 
you know, more drunk. No, they're trying they're, to do the yeah. uh, gateway argument. You know, this is going to lead someone to buying the real thing, and then that person's going to end up drunk and so forth. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think it is an example of our litigious, uh, crazy side going wrong. Let me move to another <clears throat> sinful story tonight. Um, a Florida mother is suing Orange County Public Schools because they won't let her volunteer at her kids' school events because they found out that she has an OnlyFans account. Now, for those of you listening that don't know, um, OnlyFans is usually where people go to post pictures of themselves that are naughty, and uh, they people pay money for them, and then they, they kind of work that like a little job, and then she you know makes money off of that and so forth. So she thinks that somebody uh, outed her to the school district, and then the school district said, um, no, you can't participate you know, in your kids' schooling events because of the poor influence that you are uh, on the, uh, I mean, it's kind of like the scarlet letter, Imran. They're kind of, you know, saying she's, she's, uh, she's, she's a witch, you know, <laughs> They're not going to let her, not going to let her near him. Yeah, I don't agree with this uh, at all, you know, because it's, it's affecting the child, right? Like it would be one thing if this mother, uh, and I don't believe this is the case, is coming into school and is somehow, you know, inappropriately dressed, but in an extreme way. Which or if is she was like emailing the pictures to the kids or right. something. I mean, there's, yeah, there's certainly, like there's, yeah. Yeah, uh, but this is, you know, this, listen, this is uh, a reality. People, you know, people consume this by the millions in the public. Uh, you know, these websites are, are some of the most visited websites, apparently. So, you know, you can't get around it. And this, listen, she's made a decision to make a living this way. As long as she's not crossing the line when it comes to children and, like, you know, being inappropriate, then, you know, I think it's a disservice or, or you know, it's unfair for her child who may want to say, you know, see his or her mom in school volunteering just like all the other parents perhaps. And now they're being singled out. And where's mom? Um, she's being banned because of her, her you know, the way she makes money or a job. I don't think it's appropriate, uh, you know, to go that harsh on her um, unless there's a, a line crossed. Well, she says in her lawsuit that the district, um, by limiting her chance to volunteer with uh, her kids' activities, uh, that's part of the suit. But she's also accusing them of distributing her pictures to staff administrators and the media and um, that that is harming the situation as well. I It's almost... There, I think you do run the risk of, uh, at some point, if you protest too much, you're going to get a lot more fame out of this than maybe you're wanting your kid to know about. I mean, she said she does the OnlyFans thing. <laughs> she calls the decision by the school district a, a morally inappropriate one. It's a funny use of words. But um, she said she does it so that she doesn't have to work 9 to 5 so that she can do more stuff with her kid. And I don't know any mom, uh, you know, working any job that wouldn't want that. It's, at some point in time, you, you do what you do because you want to provide the right life for your children. And it seems like that's why she's doing it. Right. Yeah. I mean, listen, you know, people could disagree w with with the choice and have different, you know, stance on on these things. But, uh, you know, the, the point you just made, Kevin, that that it's actually being distributed and the public eye is on it because of the actual uh you know orange county school board or individuals who are looking to sort of curtail her involvement 
um, what are you doing? You're, you're putting a spotlight on it, right? So now, what, the kids in the school, the parents, the staff are going to be curious. They're going to be trying to look uh, this person up. They're going to be, you know, you're distributing the, the material. So I think it's counterproductive to their argument to say that they want to sort of uh, put her or, or, or shun her um, so people aren't exposed to her by doing just that. Yeah, no, that's well said. All right, he's Imran. I'm Kevin. Uh, that's our that's our sin stuff tonight. <laughs> Whiskey and nakedness. Uh, coming back, uh, Esquire etiquette as we uh, try to end on a positive tonight, as we always do here on Legal Night. And of course, tomorrow we're going to have fun because it's Friday. Uh, Kevin McCullough coming right back from New York. Craving that signature Sunday sauce? Michaels of Brooklyn will make your place a must. Join Michaels of Brooklyn Sauce of the Month Club. Receive a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta and biscotti each month for six months. Make your home the place to be with Michaels of Brooklyn's signature fresh marinara right in your home. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com and order online. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Michaels of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. The bigger your 401k, the better your retirement, right? Wrong. The fact is, with proposed new taxes, another market crash, inflation, and rising health care costs, you could be forced to downsize your retirement. Discover the secret savvy investors are turning to for retirement security. A new 401k law that unlocks an ingenious retirement protection plan that could protect your savings from inflation and a stock market downturn while boosting your retirement income as much as 40%. It's all laid out in simple language in a new book from Josh Melberg. His insightful guide is your roadmap to retiring with confidence and it's yours free with one call don't risk a lifetime of work building your retirement this little known retirement protection plan could safeguard your wealth and boost your retirement up to 40 percent for your free copy of guarantee your retirement by josh melberg call now call 800-337-8051 that's 800-337-8051 800-337-8051 the mike gallagher shows partnership with relief factor is one of the most glorious, productive, happy things we've ever done. I love getting people out of pain. And it started with me. I'm a selfish guy. I had lower back pain until I started taking Relief Factor. About two and a half weeks in, I woke up one morning and realized, wow, my lower back pain is absolutely gone. Do you know over 70% of people who try Relief Factor through their three-week quick start program of 1995, they order it again? That's because... Relief Factor is a success. It's the 100% drug-free approach to getting rid of the inflammation that causes pain to begin with. And I am so proud to walk into our Relief Factor studios every day because they mean that much to us. Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com. Try the three-week quick start. It's 1995. Relieffactor.com or call 800-583-84. 800-583-84. For Relief Factor. This is Mike Gallagher. Join me on an amazing journey through Israel this October. Dennis Prager and I are going back to the Holy Land for the Stand with Israel Tour, along with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Imagine a personal impact from exploring Jerusalem, Galilee, the Dead Sea region, and so much more. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com, StandWithIsraelTour.com, or call 855-565-5519. StandWithIsraelTour.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. 
Once again, from New York, here's Radio Night Live and Kevin McCullough. Okay, I'm just updating my list of to-dos and not-to-dos. Don't take donations from slave owners. Okay, I can think I can handle that one. Um, do purchase Fireball Cinnamon. <laughs> And do not post naked pics of myself on OnlyFans if I want to uh, <clears throat> go see my kids' school play. Imran, uh, that's not probably the best Esquire etiquette we could come up with tonight. What do you got? Okay, so I'm going to bounce, uh, as I usually do, the Esquire etiquette, either off something we talked about um, or something you know that I'm handling in my universe, uh, in my day job here as an attorney. Yes. Um, and I want to you know, just highlight to everyone that when you are – uh, in the financial world, when you are dealing with your money and investing it and perhaps dealing with uh, stockbrokers, dealing with banks, dealing with investment bankers, um, it's very important that you are very apprised as to what agreement that you have with them and you understand the relationship uh, between you and your financial advisor. Um, there is a, a concept under the law of fiduciary duty, and typically – your financial advisor will have a fiduciary duty to you, meaning they need to do what's best for you and your finances, not necessarily what's best for them and making the money uh, as an investment banker or stockbroker. But you have to look at what agreement you, you sign with them. And it's uh, advisable that if you're going to be dealing with lots of money, your own, your, your personal assets, perhaps your life savings, that you have an attorney just glance at the agreement that you, you uh, enter into with a financial advisor or a stockbroker, because sometimes you need a lawyer to let you know if you are giving them too much power over your money uh, or, you know, if there's anything else in that agreement that could have caused some issues with a breach of fiduciary duty or something like that. So, you know, when you're dealing with big money, your personal money, just think about uh, talking to a lawyer before you sign on the dotted line. Yeah, that's uh, that's well said and uh, good stuff. And as always, uh, right on the money uh, here on Legal Night. So thank you, Imran. Another great show uh, behind us. And, friends, if you missed any of them, you can always go to the archive. You can always go to the archive and uh, uh, listen to any of the podcasts as you are uh, desiring to. They are all located at uh, KMC Radio's page on SoundCloud. But you can also just look for Radio Night Live on uh, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you get podcasts, you can get the podcast. And uh, we will be glad to have that there. It's never behind a paywall, and it's always free. So enjoy that. Tomorrow night, it's Fun Friday. Christine Nicholas will be in the co-host chair, and we will give you all kinds of ideas to how to make your weekend all that it can be. Kevin McCullough saying good night from New York. If you'd surrender Just for a tender kiss or two or three you might discover that I am the lover who's meant for you, and I'll be true. So what's the good of scheming? I know I must be dreaming, and I don't stand the guy.